What is happening, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Dan Cable Presents Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the program once again. Stoked to be with you for a, uh, another edition of the program. If this is your first time listening. You can find fresh episodes coming at you every Friday. And if you uh, want to see what's going on in some of our studio performances or the uh, the live shows that I put together, there's a Dan Cable Presents YouTube channel that you can subscribe to. And that features all kinds of in-studio performances, live show performances, as well as the Tribe Mars documentary, Move Through You, a film about Tribe Mars that I recently released there. So you can check that out. Also, if you'd like to help the, uh, the show in a free way, you can rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. You just go ahead and you hit the subscribe button, and then fresh episodes fly into your feed every time there's a new one. And then at the bottom of that page, you can, you can click five stars and uh, write a review, like many people have done so in the past, which really helps propel the show into the top of the iTunes charts and gets the show a little more national visibility, which means more visibility for the the artists and musicians that come on the show to, to spread the good word about their, their music. So it's helpful uh, all the way around. So if you if you have the, the minute or two, I'll give it to you right now. We can do a, a whole minute gap right here where we just go on uh, some sort of elevator music. I'm sure Mountain Air Mike can, can plug that in while you go ahead and uh, hit the subscribe button. That only takes a second, so that's done. And then uh, and then scrolling to the bottom of the page, give you plenty of time to do that. Clicking the five stars, clicking right of, right of review, and then actually writing the review, which only has to be a couple words. You don't have to say a lot. It's not, not necessary. You can just say maybe what episode was your favorite or the one that, that hooked you in, you know? It's all helpful. That's all I'm saying. Um, let's get into some calendar dates. I want to talk about uh, March 24th because that's that's a busy day here in Portland. Um, at Mississippi Pizza, the Pariahs, guests of episode 100, will be releasing their EP, Introducing the Pariahs. And uh, that's going to be a really killer night over there at Mississippi Pizza. Also that night at Knockout Taco, my friends, the co-founder, are in town. Um, they're on tour from Bellingham, and um, they always put on a killer show. Maybe you can even make both of those, but uh, that's going on. Prize at Mississippi Pizza, March 24th. The co-founder over at Knockout Taco. Um, and then one date concern- concerning this week's episode, uh, March 28th is the uh, Pretty Gritty album release show over there at the uh i'm sorry march 29th march 29th thursday march 29th is the pretty gritty album release show they are on on this week's episode of the podcast and that's a stacked out bill with those willows 
and uh, Fox and Bones. So that's going to be a killer show at the Mission Theater there. And I know Pretty Gritty's got a really cool set lined up that night. They've got all kinds of players um, on the stage with them that night. And, um, yeah, so if you're a Pretty Gritty fan, this is this is the show to go check out. Uh, over there at the Mission Theater, March 29th, and their album drops March 30th, Seven Year Itch. Um, and then just a little further out, April 13th. I can finally announce this. I've been waiting waiting a little bit. <laughs> um, April 13th is a cool show going on at the Fixin' 2. And it includes um, a band by the name of Brother Not Brother. And Brother Not Brother is formerly known as Hammerhead. The fellows in Hammerhead have... Uh, have finally made the decision to change their band name. It's been something they've been uh, thinking about for a little while. And uh, so we're, we're having a celebration for that at the Fixin' 2. Brother Not Brothers' first official show. They're going to be re-releasing their first record, Broken Poetry and Melatonin, which you can find on the internets now, but um, under Hammerhead. But they're going to re-release that, and they've got some, uh, some special additions to it to, for the re-release. And uh, so it'll all be able to be found under under Brother Not Brother soon as well. But so you got you got Brother Not Brother, Ezra Bell, and the Get Ahead at the Fixin' Two on April thirteenth. That is going to be a banging show, and uh, I'm sure I'll catch up with the guys um, who were formerly known as Hammerhead here in the next couple of weeks just to kind of talk to them about that transition and and whatnot and. And uh, I think that's it. That's the jam. This week, episode 102, 102, is uh, with my friends in Pretty Gritty. And Blaine and Sarah are uh, two of my favorite people in this city. They're amazing uh, musicians. And they are some of the kindest people that I've ever met. I have uh, had quite quite the opportunity to uh, get to know them over this last year and a half. They were on the podcast on episode 28, which was quite some time ago. And I wouldn't say it's completely necessary to listen to that episode prior to listening to this one. Um, Although that one does give a little bit more about their backstory and how they came from Maryland to Portland and uh, became full-time musicians and left their day jobs and stuff. It's a, it's a very cool, uh, very cool tale of how they you know packed their stuff and headed out west and um but since that podcast i've uh, become good friends with them and they were kind enough to uh have me over for dinner and then we we recorded this conversation and we listened to some tracks off their new record seven year itch so this is actually kind of a, a sneak peek of a, a couple tracks on the on the record as well as one that's already released their single for uh, love don't live here anymore is available and you can also check out the video starring former guest of the podcast larissa Birdseye. so that is there i would say if you dig this episode maybe go back to episode 28 and check that one out because it was an in-studio performance and they played a few killer jams and uh blaine and sarah are just kind of the they're they're the type of 
of group that you go see like pretty gritty usually you know they just never miss everything's just always dialed in and it's it's fun to see seasoned musicians play music because it just appears to be second nature to them and uh yeah it's just a killer live show i'm incredibly pumped for their their record release over there at the mission theater march 29th as noted before um but that's it please like i said rate review subscribe on itunes subscribe on the youtube channel check out all the videos on there dancablepresents.com is the official website for the show you can hit me with emails dancablepresents at gmail.com your questions your concerns um you need advice love to give some advice loves to give some terrible advice on this on this program um yeah all the all the uh, social media is dan cable presents instagram and twitter is just dan cable but all the goods so we're going to get into it we're gonna kick it off with a um a jam here off of the new record from pretty gritty the record is called seven year itch and this song is called come what may let's get into it town is that you've been feeling down can't you see i've been feeling the same you got troubles you got worries you got doubts come on open up to me babe stand together come what may we'll stand together come what may yeah once again here we are my friend sitting at a crossroad no baby we can't slow down no we can't slow down so you be the sails and i'll be the boat we'll sail together into the unknown we can take on the weather break through the waves we'll stand together come what may we'll stand together come what may To carry the weight of whatever, babe Yeah, whatever Yeah, whatever Whatever 
Gritty has returned to the program. Um, welcome. Thanks welcome for back. having us back. Welcome back. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. You're, in, you're, you're in, in our, our house. Place. Yeah. <laughs> this is our house. Whose house? This is such a fun hang. Yeah. Hell yeah. Y'all made dinner for me. Oh, we, we had brats. brats. Yeah. We brats. had, we had, brats. We had two. Blaine and I had yeah. two brats. We were like, With we're not going to do the buns, but we had two buns. Yeah. The buns the Buttered best part. and grilled. Yeah, I'm feeling it now, though. I'm feeling that I ate all that food. <laughs> right? It's yeah. just like, oh, that was that was probably a lot. <laughs> we just ate a giant turkey. That's what yeah. it feels like. It's cool to get to hang, though, before doing these types of things, I've found. I got to, like, I had Shane Brown on the show. Do you guys mm-hmm. know Shane? Uh, Big bearded Shane? Yeah. Plays yeah, around yeah, town yeah, a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. He played the folk festival. Wick, yeah, Wicked uh, Woodcarver, too, as well. Absolutely, Not yeah. only is an amazing musician, but he is a sick woodcarver. Um, he was on the podcast a few weeks back, nice. and we kind of hung out and we like made weed cookies beforehand and, and just kind of had a hang <laughs> before we got into the conversation. And I was just telling him that it's it's kind of nice to have that time to, to do that before just jumping onto the mics, because yeah. that's, that's kind of usually the situation that has to happen, right. is it just... All right, let's get into it. <laughs> now we have like a serious relationship going. Yeah, we had we had know? dinner. Right. We all have this thing. We had a meal together. That means you can ask whatever you want. Wow. Once you've had a meal together, <laughs> like the next level, I think, is sexual intercourse of some sort, right? Mm. I was hoping so. That's, oh. why, I, that's why I came. Well, Should I leave? <laughs> my door is never closed, so. <laughs> um, it's crazy. It's been like a year and a half since we... Uh, Oh, damn. Since, since you all were on the show, mm-hmm. it was episode 28, oh, and it was man. back in October of That's true. 2016. Dang. It's crazy. That was a good time then. And it was. Yeah. It's awesome now because, I mean, at that point, I had talked to you a few times before you came in. Mm-hmm. I didn't even, I th- that was like the first day Sarah and I met, mm-hmm. I think, was that podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. And since then... I've gotten to like hang out with you guys and, and definitely become it's friends of mine. It's, it's been very, very cool. We see each other all the time. And I feel yeah. like I have, yeah, I have, I have just a much different attachment to the music than I had initially. You're totally biased now. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yes. I was talking um, the other night you guys played Owl's Den. Mm-hmm. I guess it won't be the other night when this comes out, but <laughs> right. in this time... <laughs> uh, 
I was talking uh, to your, your friend, uh, is it Damien? Damien? Yeah, Damien. Damien. And uh, he was like, I've seen them like 30 times. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's cool. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not quite there. I haven't seen 30 <laughs> shows. I've maybe seen close to, to 10 at this point. I don't know. Maybe, maybe <laughs> right. somewhere in that range. All right. But, and he was just like, I never get sick of it. And I was just like, yeah, like, why, why would you get sick of this? It's, it's too good. Aww, it's too good. Sweet. No, it's super, guys- it's super rad. And it's just, uh, like I was saying, it's just, I have a different attachment to it because now I know who you guys are right, right. off the stage. And just to see what kind of players you are and performers on the stage, is, it's just a very cool thing. Just very Sweet. pumped about it. Yeah, Hell yeah. Man. Yeah. And it's just, it's fun to see you guys play because you just, it just comes across that you're very seasoned musicians at this point. We've put know? a lot of time in now, I'd say. Into Not our- just years, but just play, 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 play. Yeah. I was never mm-hmm. one for the practicing. <laughs> so it's a lot more fun when you have something to practice other than like. All right, let's, let's crack, just go over the crack, same. Open this book and work on scales. Yeah. I, I have to say, I don't do that, and I'm, I should. And when I watch people who are like shredder, you know, who are it's really like, like masters at their instruments, I'm like, God, I, I wish I could do that. But then I'm like, I don't spend time doing that, so that's why I'm not there. I have those grand ideas to do that, yeah. but they also go in the same box as like, you're gonna get up every morning at six and dress up like Rocky and go run <laughs> and work out. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> really those all get done about fresh. the same amount, and that's right. none. Yeah, I th- actually will pull out a guitar and do something here and there. <laughs> but yeah, I think about those things yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, but where we left off on the podcast was just interesting. I was listening back to that episode today, and when I guess the following month, you guys were kind of heading to back Maryland. To, yeah, to that's Maryland. Was, yeah, yeah. yeah. And to do a, a tour and then also to make that record. Yes. The new record. The new yeah. one. Seven Year That's Itch. Just, yep. yep. So it's very cool. <laughs> this yeah. is the time that we're doing oh, yeah. this. It's all happening. As we're releasing this record finally. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so you, you, you headed out there and you made this like 11, is there 11 tracks on? on 12. 12. 12, yeah. And one of the things that was mentioned was... Sarah mentioned that she was excited about making this record because it was kind of the first time that you had these two weeks yeah. to kind of just go Only and make this that. record. And yeah, how how was how did it oh, go? It was it was even better than we were like anticipating. It was so nice. We lived so the studio is in the um the engineer's house and he has a big old house. So we slept in his guest rooms and um and so basically we would, you know, work on stuff, eat a meal. Um, we slept on opposite ends of the studio too. We were yeah. up, upstairs. The room I was in was at one end of the hall. And mine Sarah's was on the, was on the other end. Yeah. There was a bathroom in the middle, and but next to that was the, was studio. the studio. So it was really cool to kind of like wake up, wake up, walk towards each other. And we're like, all right, bathroom time. time and yeah. then go get the food on. Mm-hmm. It was like it became a ritual. Yeah. Morning ritual after like a while. Breakfast. Coffee. Coffee. Record. Lunch. Yeah. Snack, whatever. I would record. drain my face out. I got sick right before we left to go there. Oh, yeah. So I was doing that. So we had to like hold off on the vocal part like, for a while. But 
He had like a bad cough. I had like a creeping death is what I had. Like, I don't know what it was. Bad. It was not I went good. to an urgent care thing in a grocery store. All right, it was like, <laughs> yeah, it was like, yeah, yeah. And this woman was uh, my doctor. The doctor there, she was just like, you shouldn't be taking whatever that other stuff is every day. That's not good. And then, she, <laughs> and then she was like, oh, you have dots on your face. You, I think you have high cholesterol. And <laughs> Meanwhile, let's just get back to why I'm in here. I was just really sick. I just didn't feel good at all. But it was a, yeah. it was the it was one of the best times of my life. Oh, it was amazing. We just had so much yeah. fun. It was like ah, uh. and then the whole process of recording everything, we were just like to all of us, uh, Paul uh, Bono, and Sarah and I, like we were just geeking out mm-hmm. every day when something cool happened, and we'd listen to it back, and we would just all be like laughing and mm-hmm. making jokes. It yeah. It became like a family unit at that point. Yeah, it was awesome. Just kind of life at that point. Just yeah, yeah. Up every day. This yeah. is what we are doing. Making tunes. Yeah, and not having to worry yeah. about going anything anywhere. else. We just stay in all. pajamas, do whatever you want, you know. And then yeah. we'd maybe go out of the house later on. He, Paul would take a break or something like yeah. that, or we'd all take breaks and right. hang out with his cat. And uh, Fred and Rose, they are creative in dreams. Mm-hmm. They would, uh, you know, of course, come by and check and see how things were going and. Fred would listen. We, I'm, I was always like, "Oh God, is Fred gonna like it? He likes it, yes." You know, like, um, they'd feed us and like, it was really cool. It was like family vibe. And then, like you were saying, just like, this is what we're doing. This is life right now. It was really sad to leave. I bet. <laughs> I mean, we were, you know, we had been away from Portland for a, a while. I mean, we think we were gone for six weeks because we we did a little bit of touring before, and um, but. That last day, I was like feeling a little bit like, man. She was feeling blue. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. I was definitely probably, I definitely, yeah, was missing it for the first. We always love coming back to Portland. I personally, you know, every time I've gone out of town to visit home or or wherever and come back, I really, really love landing back in Portland. And then the ride in, I like, I prefer to fly in and land at night so that way I can hit the bridge and see the big Portland sign, and then that just makes me like really, really happy. Same. The deer. But it was not as awesome after that experience, just because I wanted to be there for longer yeah. too. And Sarah yeah. didn't say the same. So it's like, right. can we do this for all of our days? Yeah. <laughs> Did having that amount of time and and kind of having that space there at all times just really give you the opportunity to kind of explore where these songs were going to go, or did you? already have everything pretty nailed down before rolling no, out there, was, there we maybe half the songs were like i guess you could say like as done as you know like we were performing them out and stuff but like a lot of them i mean they just like a lot of them sort of came alive at the studio like the paul he's really good with arranging and um I mean, he also writes and he, you know, he's great. He's not just like studio engineer. He's like um, really great at, I don't know, like he could take a song and be like, oh yeah. And then like quickly like rearrange it and be like, see, this is, you know, this is what it should sound like. And then you're like, oh my God, this, yeah, you're right. It sounds amazing now, (laughs) you know, or like, well, you're only doing that once. Why don't we do it like four times, you know, throughout the song? You know, I like this part. Um, so there was a lot of that and like we definitely trust him and he's very like careful not to just come off as like 
um, a dictator or something, you know, it's a, it's a collaborative process. So he's, it's, I don't know. I think that's important with the producer. You have to like trust their abilities, you know, like as a musician, you want them to like really, you want to be able to look up to them kind of, or at least I do. And then, um, and then trust their opinion and you know where to take it and just like not get all tense and tight like this is my song like what are you doing you're ruining it you know or like why are you changing my song it was done you know you kind of have to let go of that and and it could become a better song which happened in the studio yeah so just really like developing (laughs) that trust with somebody and having that extra set of ears right yeah that's super important though yeah i don't know it's come up a lot on the podcast is just as far as having people in the room that you're making music with being the type of people that you can breach beyond those boundaries of like, sometimes you have to tell somebody that this is just not the way it's supposed to go, you know, and and being able to be honest with Mm -hmm. them, but also not being like a dictator about it. Like you were saying too. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I mean, these still are healthy compromises. Because yeah. if you do have a vision for something, but um, I don't, yeah, I mean, I, I, w- I wouldn't say that most people that go into a studio situation, they probably have at least a good outline of what they might think they have like 120% of it. Feel like, no, mm-hmm. this is what this is going to be brilliant. Like Sarah wrote um, a song off the album called The Voice, and I, lo- I love it. It's my, it's my favorite song, I think. I don't know, it's hard to pick. It's like picking your favorite child I noted with that a Sarah, one. Sarah you song, you know. That's got my favorite, um, my favorite lyrics on the on the record. I think it's a it's good. Just that uh, it's the the fill my lungs till it's safe to scream oh, line, yeah. and then the flush my head of the voice that won't leave. And then I just love how it pauses for that second, and then the me alone mm-hmm. part comes in. It's just yeah. super super cool. There's oh, it's a great song, and then we that was one of the songs. Like Sarah said, we had kind of wrote and performed some of these songs for a little while before we yeah. even went out there. But yeah. um, just, uh, so that, that was my favorite song. Yeah, yeah. It's like, this song is amazing. And then it's like, eh, I need some more. It's like, how is it, how are you going to do any more with this song and make it any better? If anything, it's going to make it, it's going to like start taking away from it. And then, Paul rearranged some things, and next thing you know, we're like, oh my God, yeah. this song's even better. Right. <laughs> it's impossible, folks. It just happened. <laughs> yeah. Magic is happening. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, as far as the songwriting for, like, on this record, did you, did you guys approach it any differently than you have in the past, or is it? I pretty much, for the songs that I wrote, I do like I've normally done so far, and that's procrastinate until it's almost time to go <laughs> on a plane. <laughs> and, and I, <laughs> I mean, some songs come out easier for me. I just, I kind of get like scared of them, I guess. I don't know. Like, imagine, like, I feel like if you come up with a really great line and like a really good melody for like your first verse or, or whatever, and then I have a tendency to do that, and then I go, "Oh, okay, that's good. For, let's let's not let's not wear it out. That's good for now, and just put the stuff away." <laughs> and then I procrastinate too much. I do. I could benefit from better conditioning as far as learning how to just get in there and write more and more and more. Like in at home, like this is where we're at all the time. So sitting there trying to flesh songs out more. But um, I feel like nothing's really. We just have both individually gotten better with age as well, like for writing and stuff like that, I think, 
you know it's like every project has never been like oh i'd say all the way back to the very first ep that we ever recorded there's still you know you can pick like one song that was like oh wow okay that, that that's a good song still to me like our first Blaine and the Blaine and Sarah EP, there's a song called "Scorned" on it, and I still think it's a great song, and that's one that Sarah wrote, you know. And so it's like, but it, everything just gets better and better and better, which is a great sign. Yeah, absolutely. You know, as far as songwriting goes, I mean that's that's what comes across to me, like when listening to the the seven year itch record, the new one. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, some of these jams are getting real good. Song camp, <laughs> song camp paid off. Oh man. Song right, camp. song camp. We went to a song camp, actually. Sisters. Changed it was pretty my life. amazing. Really yeah. did. It the, first, all. the first year we were, let's see, the first year we were here that September. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was that the first summer here we went there? Oh, I think so. Probably. Or No, no, no. It was, this, it was the, the, follow- the following year. So we moved here in 14. And then I think we went to Sisters Song Camp in 2015. This great guy, Bob Howard, he um, sponsored our trip there, and he he thought that we would love it and benefit from it. And I was totally skeptical. <laughs> I was like, man, Beatles didn't go to no songwriting camp or whatever, you know, like that kind of I, like mentality. <laughs> I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was not gonna suck. I didn't think it was gonna suck, but I was just like, I don't know. Yeah, I was like, I probably more out of fear of like. I don't want somebody telling me like I don't you know I'm already <laughs> confused at what I'm supposed to try to do, let alone somebody trying to show me something that I can't execute. But oh yeah, it was so cool. It's like just the few classes that we were able to attend because there's so much stuff going on. You kind of yeah. have to pick and choose what you think will benefit you the best. And uh, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, it was. Like just the approach of writing, meeting people that have gone to like Berkeley School of Music who are basically just regurgitating stuff that they learned. And for people that, you know, didn't go to a school like that, it's like, oh, okay, cool. You're sharing that knowledge. and There was really cool s- people that, like, so Sisters, the song camp kicks is basically, like, a kickoff thing for Sisters Folk Festival. Which is the best. In which Oregon. Is a, in Oregon. In Oregon. Oregon. <laughs> At the end of that trail. Yes. <laughs> and uh, so some of the artists who are playing in the festival are hired to participate as um, mentors or teachers or whatever at the song camp. And so if you go to the song camp as a student, you get to really experience these awesome musician, like professional, amazing people um, on a closer, like on a closer level. You, you see them every day for three days. You know, they throw, they have um, like, you can, you can request them to mentor you like one-on-one in between the classes. And then they also um, teach their own classes. Um, so it's really cool. Cause then later you like watch them on the stage and you're like, wow, we just, we had this like awesome time together. And now I'm it kind of like what you were saying, like we're friends now and yeah. watching people on stage after you've become friends is like a different kind of experience. But, um, but then they also had like guest speakers who, who weren't in the festival, but like the woman who wrote, um, this yes, kiss, yes. Yeah. she like, gave a lecture on like songwriting and what it used to be like back in the nineties and her experience and that whole thing. And, um, so it was really cool. It was like, you get to kind of like, I don't know, you, you get to like pick the brains of these great musicians that you look up to, you know, and then prior to going to this festival and then just like having a great time. And I don't know, it was really cool. And then you're also like writing and doing song circles and they had like, 
open mics and stuff like that where and and you could actually um work with any of the musicians and have them back you up so darling side who is this like amazing band? and they're huge they're getting even bigger now they're amazing really good you should check them out um they such a tight band and um like you know that whole band would back up one of the students you know it was really cool really cool experience yeah that's killer yeah like see how people's processes work and then see them in action in the festival and yes mind-blowing yeah um definitely changed your perspective on like what a a songwriting yeah or like retreat yeah yeah Yeah. i just figured like i mean I don't know what I was thinking. I mean, just being one of those like snotty people who were just like, <laughs> oh, wait, I don't know, man. It's easy to be skeptical Kurt about Cobain something didn't like go that. go to song camp. <laughs> you know, like, well, yeah, I saw, I saw a stupid bumper sticker the other day that said the Beatles didn't need a website. Right. And it's, and like, it's they, just like, they yeah, the well, first ones to they sign up for would some kind now. Of web, they yeah, totally exactly. had a website. And maybe, yeah, maybe they obviously do now. without their, yeah, <laughs> they probably Paul do. McCartney has a website. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure like, of it. Right. And it's just like, does he need it to sell tickets? No, no, no he doesn't. <laughs> and I understood the, uh, the point behind the bumper right, sticker, right? but really not relevant. No. Yeah. No, it's like, and you're not the Beatles. You don't need the internet. Right. It wasn't a thing or whatever. Like, yeah. <laughs> your yeah. computer was the size of a house. Exactly. And it was in some government building you're somewhere. Like, yes. The Beatles didn't have a website because there weren't websites. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Come you on. You got played on the radio and radio got you a lot further. That's like the stepping stone rather than already having to be somewhat established to be put on like mainstream radio waves, you know, that whole, yeah, that, that person somebody should just TP their car. <laughs> yeah. Some scratching an answer to the bumper sticker. That on person the paint didn't job. think it through. No, no, no they didn't. <laughs> at like all. me, but didn't think it through. <laughs> that person should go to songwriting camp. I have seriously. That was my car. That's my sticker. <laughs> <laughs> um, have Have either of you ever written written a song and then decided that maybe the other's vocal should be the lead vocal on it? Has mm. that Has that ever happened? Um, no, it's more like, for me, the only thing that would be remotely close to that is, um, writing a song and knowing that the male voice is going to be singing this part and the female voice is going to be, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But not actually like writing a song and being like, you know what? Blaine should sing this song, you know? I've, I've, it's, the thought has crossed my mind. Sometimes like, um. Like say there's a song. Look, I have a few songs that like I've worked on, and then when when you're not nailing it vocally, sometimes I'm just like, am I just kind of writing outside of my abilities to the way I want this song to kind of sound? And that's the only time that I might have thought in my head like, maybe I should just write this and be like, Sarah, do you want to sing this song? Mm-hmm. And see how it comes out. Like write for the other person. And we've never really done that at all, as far as like tra- no. we. There's one song that I guess I could think of. But it was just, I wrote a song from two people's perspectives, a man and a woman's, and you know, Pretty Gritty is a male-female duo, mm-hmm. so it was just kind of like, I already had it in my head like that, and I just wrote those lyrics out, and so that's probably, and that was uh, Evergreen. Evergreen. Yeah. That's like the only example of something similar to that, I guess, mm-hmm. but just like writing it out and being like, these are your parts, but then again, like, it doesn't have to necessarily be where my head was at for that song, because the song that Sarah sings 
if she has an idea, like she did the same thing for Hellhound Blues, like you sing these parts. Yeah. But as far as like, I guess what you were saying, I don't even know what's going on now. No, you're good. <laughs> I was, like, yeah, I was just, I'm just always curious if there's like in a band where there's different songwriters and yeah. obviously you both take the lead on different songs. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's just a general like harmonizing throughout the mm-hmm. whole song. But, you know, just always curious if, if those if boundaries are ever broken down where yeah. it's just like, man, I love this song, but I don't think that I can sing it the right way or deliver it in a way that serves it the best i think that would either just be dumb luck if that ever happened or obviously like with the intent of like i'm gonna write a song for the other person for the other person to sing yeah you know yeah which could be a fun little exercise too to just you know to to put out there but not something that's like ever happened even making this record when like working kind of with the producer never suggesting anything like the producer did so um not with writing well okay so there's a song called every road yeah uh, and we did not write that one right that was paul and um his buddy who i'm it's he is escaping my mind we didn't meet him so i don't feel as bad but i do feel bad because we should know who but it's (laughs) oh there's the cd case right there I'm like, crap. I read these earlier. I was like, we should probably know the names of the writers of this song. Yes. There was t- there's a girl like and Elan a dude. Kid- Kidron? Island Kid? E- I don't know how they pronounce things these days. You're making it up. It's an honest effort that you're giving. It. Yeah. There's Elan also a Kidron. female. So the, the female wrote Rose the Falcon bridge. Is the, uh, okay. Is the other um, and then the rest of it was Paul and his friend, mm-hmm. who I'm not going to butcher his name. Maybe I will. <laughs> Um, but, uh, Elin. Okay. So, um, so I guess they, I don't know when they wrote that, but during a writing session, you know, they probably wrote a couple things and then that one stood out to Paul as, oh man, Blaine would sound great singing this. And, um, you know, I think that Pretty Gritty should do like some major harmonizing on this song. And he was right. I mean, it like, I love that song. It's a great song. So I, I actually really <laughs> like it a lot. As soon as we heard like and the I mean, um, Elon. I apologize. Please. We apologize. We're going with now. Elon. We're going yeah, with Elon. Just apologize the whole rest of the episode. <laughs> Elon? That's that's Elin. what Elon sound I mean, it's it's his voice. Uh, I mean he's just it's he's a great singer. Oh yeah. He's oh, kinda yeah. like I mean, why don't you just have that dude <laughs> doing what you're doing with the song already? And, why are you having but, me sing this song? But I mean, it's not, it's a it's a really good song. Yeah. And it's like it's so much it different. Drives. It's very uh up the pop yeah. stream. Yeah. But it's nothing that's out of what we've written before as far as like more pop sensible type songs. But No, I think I I don't know. When you I asked you earlier today. I knew there was a couple covers mm-hmm. and I knew on the, on the previous EP there was some too. So instead of trying to search every single lyric, there was some stuff I could identify clearly as like, Oh, I know this is a pretty gritty original song. Mm-hmm. I know that that Carpenter song at the, <laughs> at the top is, is a cover. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Um, not because I knew the Johnny cash version, but because I knew the Bradley Noel. Oh version. really? <laughs> oh really? He does. Are you serious? Yeah. Brad does a, he does oh my god he does like somewhat of a cover of that song on the everything under the sun really yeah i'll show you what we're cutting to it right now and i love bradley we're hearing it sweet yeah i'm just kidding no we're not (laughs) uh we don't have the the type of money 
on this program to, <laughs> to fund those, those types <laughs> of to plugs. To fund those plugs, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, when you told me that somebody else had written that particular song, I was like, oh, okay. Like, it kind of made sense, but also it it was just very much like what you guys do well is sometimes like blending Are those, you blowing up? those pop and like folk country sensibilities together, you know? Right. right. So it didn't seem like super out of touch or anything. It's definitely one of the more popular jams that oh, I've ever totally. heard come out. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. like, well, bam. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, he is. oh, we're swinging. We're swinging on this one. You know, like, yeah, I mean, it's trying to throw this one in the ring. Oh, it's yeah. A, yeah. It's a it's a definitely it's a hit song to me. Oh, yeah. Uh, the lyrical content and the melodies and all that stuff. I mean, yeah. And then I think the reason why they, you know, they were like, how about we get pretty greedy to sing it? Because it's now it's got an extra little additive there mm-hmm. for. The two of our voices, we already sing together like like family in that sense, mm-hmm. you know, tight knit, and so throwing it on that, I think it's pretty freaking I think awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. It's a very it's a very cool jam, and I don't know. I would imagine that that's that's something that you guys think about is making one of those jams right hit for right. you, you know, yeah, yeah, and not sure. in a like sell sell your soul kind of way no you know, right there's definitely like a difference between writing smart songs and for sure and trying to just and and just completely like selling out and when I th- yeah trying to do something but i would imagine you know nearly 10 years into the game that, that you two have been doing this together right oh, yeah yeah around, the, yeah. around yeah. that mark and you kind of you shed some <laughs> of those uh not 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 saying that you shouldn't hold true to like your say like your craft or things that you really believe in, but you also lose some of those layers of teenage angst when you're like, yeah, no, nah, man, you can't play in that other band around the on the other block. You're in our band. It's <laughs> yeah. like, and then as those kids get older and they try to be like full time musicians, or whatever, they're like, oh, are you kidding me? I'm right. in fifteen bands now, or or whatever. But to also invite a song like that, it's like, other hey, than if it being you a cover that you love, if you give us a hit to sing on and we like it hell yeah i want to freaking put it on the album and sing it and perform it out like <laughs> yeah. come on yeah you know a lot of there's artists, no shame in that yeah you see that more and more too like uh take somebody like miranda lambert who i love right she, she might write some of those songs and then she also like they pick and choose these mm-hmm. songs out of a pool from a publishing company that writes for those labels or for that art like i am on a team of people that write for so and so and it's like they still put some songs on there that they wrote or co-write or they change yeah. things, but they're all just kind of in it to win it anyway. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. In that sense. And it's flattering that Paul thought that our voices would be perfect for that song because he could have given it to any Anybody, other artist yeah. that he's and working with. And in that with, town, you know? especially. I yeah. mean, he's already like at work there. Like, you know, it's like you're mm-hmm. close to work. Yeah. There's plenty of people out there who are, who want us that song, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Yeah. And like with that particular song, is that something where you're only recording the vocals, like the the song is laid down, or do you, do you guys? Yeah, like we didn't play yeah, anything, we didn't on, play that anything one. on that. Is we didn't play anything on that. We will be playing it lo- out. Yeah, but yeah. um, but yeah, we we like had to learn it, and and he already had, you know, parts to play. Actually, you played drums. You played a little bit of drums. I, yeah, on I did. It. I did track uh, track drums for that song. Yeah. So there, so Blaine is on it. <laughs> Other than vocals, he's playing drums. Is that is that 
don't know. Was that was that a different uh, approach or experience for for you guys doing? Because I know that you, you know, have recorded covers in the past, but was this any right. different than doing for that something particular like that? song? Yeah, yeah. I think it's because you know, if it's a cover of something that we were already like, if we're picking and choosing every cover song that we've ever chose to put on an album or something that we cover, we always kind of make it our own. So that would be the incentive to kind of like, well, we learn the parts, we learn how to play it or learn what kind of arrangement we want to do. But for that song, it's like, well, the writers are already kind of in it. Paul, Paul co-wrote it as well. So I'm I'm pretty sure he probably had more to do with the music for it. Yeah. Mixed with some other things. But yeah, the other two uh, people mentioned basically the melody and they're singers and they, and they were writing the lyrics and, and melody and stuff. So, but it was it was different because we had nothing to do with any way of to learn that. their way. We, you know? Yeah, and then actually, like the two covers that are on there, like we had they so uh, Fred um, Fred Cannon, he um, he's like the executive producer for this for for this, and then the last one that we recorded with them, you know, the Lonely Road EP. Yeah, yeah, the Lonely yeah. he. Um, he wanted us to do an Everly Brothers song and then picked that one and thought it would be good. And at first we tried it with Blaine singing the melody and then, and I was, you know, trying the harmony and then we switched it and then we were like, Oh yeah, okay, this is how it should be. Um, so that sort of just happened. And, um, I love singing harmonies on all those types of songs with Sarah, like, like the old school, anything old school like that, that actually suits us very, very well. Um, I'm always like first down. I'm always kind of, I want to volunteer myself always is just sing like sing these male harmonies yeah. over top of her melodies because it's just, they're timeless like her voice. So, oh my God. I know I had to say it like that, but but I mean, she just really, she can sing those, especially those types of songs. Like they're just, I feel like they're just, it's like drinking water. They're easy for her. They're just like, boom. Mm. Me, I'm all like, I don't know if I can, I'm just, I'm more of a knack to harmonize on tunes like that and it's, it's great that it works out that way. Yeah. We don't ever yeah. have to really think about that anymore after, right. especially after doing a cover like this. We're like, no. Oh, if we it's know what be to that do. Cover. You do this, home yeah, or that. Exactly. And there we go. Do you, do you feel like the uh, kind of deconstructing those cover songs and making them your own also enlightens your future songwriting too, just to kind of see yeah. how other people have yeah. done it? Definitely. I guess similar maybe in the way that that songwriting camp yeah. almost right. opens things up. Yeah, for sure. We started out as a cover band, and I think from learning a bunch of covers, that inspired us to start writing our own stuff. And probably and influences the way that we do write. Yeah. To begin, like in the beginning, especially. In the beginning, yeah, yeah. Just trying you to know what you sort love. of like, you oh, I like love the vibe of this song. I kind of want to write something like that. Let's see if I can do that. And then you're like, oh, cool. Um, I mean, you don't want to rip like totally rip people off but like that's kind of how you start you're like okay how do i get that kind of sound you know um so definitely you know like i think whatever we're listening to at any given time if we're writing a song around that time uh if you listen to that song and then we were to like pull out like a list of like a like a whatever a mix of what we were listening to at that time (laughs) i have actually probably sounds a lot like that mix of songs or whatever you know not afraid to let the influences shine through yeah every time i go into uh 
I have like I still haven't really unpacked completely from when we moved out here like four <laughs> years ago. I mean, I have. You know, it's like stored stuff, but it's like stuff is like, why do I even have this? But there's a bin. There's like a music bin I have in my closet, and every time I open it, there's like these three ring binders with old, old, old like set lists or oh, like wow. song key. Like, oh, there's a list of all these songs, and it's just like a never ending list of, <laughs> and they're all like color coded. It's oh my just, God. and it definitely to me shows like the times. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody really had like a complete, completely smartphone like we do now. Oh, yeah. Or like an iPad and tablets. Those are. Not quite a thing yet. So there's just like, <laughs> like horrible, like the fonts are silly. It's like, man, and it took a lot of effort to print things out like that. Oh my God. All that word art. Remember when word, word art. art came yeah. out? You could bend fonts. Yep. Yeah, look at that. And put. You could flip them upside down. That's right. Mirror children. it. You could like make it like wave in and out. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like a, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what you would call that. Uh, Optical illusion. Yeah, there you go. You'd have to ask Siri on that now. <laughs> Siri, Tell what is word, word art? <laughs> I wonder if she tells you. Siri would be you like, think so? you hey, are Siri. very old. <laughs> Siri, what is word art? What is happening? <laughs> Damn it, Siri. You know what never crapped out on you was word art. Yeah. <laughs> expression or application of human creative skill and imagination typically in a visual form such as painting or sculpture producing works to be appreciated primarily for their beauty or emotional power yep wrong art that's just regular art great job siri i know Uh, like siri shut your face well (laughs) she tried she tried i tell you what she's not going to be able to do is she is not going to be able to introduce the next song that we're going to play for this musical break here Off of the uh, new seven-year itch record from Pretty Gritty, uh, we're gonna play one of the more up upbeat jams, the Come and Loose jam. A little, uh, little up tempo number here. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is Come and Loose. I'm unraveling That high road don't feel so high 
closing in And the air is getting thin The walls are closing in And the air is getting thin The walls are closing in And the air is getting thin My silence is about to break And blow up in my face Because that high road feels like the only Traveling, my backbone is coming loose and I'm unraveling. That high road don't feel so high anymore. What's the use when no one cares to know? What's the use when no one cares to know? I take that high. That's perfect. No, that's a great segue back into the conversation. <laughs> do it again. Do it Just again. Getting real pumped up here. It's all. It's that. It's the second wind after the bratwurst. Yes. That she's wearing. I'm her, not uh, napping because I only had one. What animal slippers are yeah, you what wearing? Are, what are these? I think they're mice. I was like, are they squirrels or rats? <laughs> they're damn. Some would say they're the same thing. Huh? <laughs> they're very cute and inviting. Don't they make you want to touch my feet? <laughs> yeah. They make me of. feel like you're at home. And that's where you are. Yeah. That's where I you are. I am at home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, after, after you guys took off, after laying down everything for the record, um, was it just kind of tracked at that point? And then you would get mixes being they sent back to you? They added some things because we didn't play... So, well, we had to send the tracks to, because Brian Dast, local pedal steel, amazing guy. Uh, Engineer. Former guest of the show. He was on the Small Souls episode. Mm -hmm. Um, He called me Cable Dan. He did. We love that. uh, We we still talk about it to this day. It's beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) It is beautiful. It's a part of this program's history. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Uh, so we, we, we had tracks, we sent them to him because we wanted him to play on Cause he's a, badass a bunch of songs. Yeah. He is a badass. We were um, sending Nashville some of that Portland flavor. Portland <laughs> flavor. Um, <laughs> uh, so there was some back and forth and, um, we got our buddy, um, the beautiful mandolin awesomeness that you heard on C- oh, come what brand. may earlier. Yeah. Uh, was our friend Brandon in Virginia. So flew tracks out to him because um, we, we, he, he's the best. I don't, I mean, he's amazing. aside from Chris Thiele, I don't think I've ever seen anyone better. And we've had the privilege of playing with Brandon, which is uh, at like awesome. the most. <laughs> At like, funny gig for him to be to be at like like on the floor of a restaurant pa doesn't work we yeah. sat and he was like i don't care man and he like drove an hour oh, it to was get so there it was the pa didn't work so we had one speaker we plugged one mic into the back of the speaker turned the speaker around and then just did it bluegrass style the yeah. whole show because uh yeah because the, the board first died time we've ever done something like that <laughs> it was weird but we had fun but, we turned we made lemonade folks we made <laughs> the best of lemonade. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there was back and forth with those tracks and then uh and then like Paul would add like a little bit of electric guitar or mm-hmm. like some kind of like synth 
pad, it's not synth pad, but like, you know, this like, is our like new, keys uh, electro and stuff. Album. Yeah. Heinz and But, uh, so yeah, there was that. And then after, you know, after all the tracks were finished, then we started getting mixes and stuff like that. So yeah, it's crazy how easy it is now to, to yeah. be able to do something like that and like have your friend across the country I know. yeah down there it's awesome their parts when, and just kind of do that back and forth yeah. those are the beautiful moments so like sarah and i now after doing um the last couple of projects and then gaining some headway with them and stuff like that and then a lot of these uh like kind of interview things that we've filled out like through emails or whatever to send into uh like radio stations or whatever like they'll always ask you like well how is technology uh helped out music and how is it hurting you know blah blah blah. and it's like well for the the good the good things about technology is for stuff like that i mean it just kind of blows your mind first time i ever heard that you could do that it was just like whoa what this drummer was in new york and did this there in their apartment right and then sent it to you and it's it just sounds amazing it doesn't sound like garbage like yeah yeah it's a real thing so you're saying this is a positive thing about technology yeah yeah when it comes to that kind of stuff Positive technology <laughs> and then negative technology. <laughs> we got to do what we can to keep it positive. Otherwise, we'll end up like, um, what's that show? Black, Black Mirror. Mirror. Yeah. We'll end up like <sighs> the people on that show. <laughs> I don't know anything about that. Oh. You know, is it it's a great show. I keep hearing it's great. Someone, it is so someone good. You call it, it the so uh, like modern day Short. Twilight Zone. Uh, yeah, that's that's total, right. That's total. what I've heard. Yes. I'm on the uh, Fuller House kind of thing. <laughs> oh, okay. The after years of Full House. <laughs> yeah. been, I watched it actually last night. Only because I, Stephanie grew up into a very nice young lady. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's lovely. And DJ Tanner, she's always been she's adorable. Always been you know? I heard she's a terrible person, though. Really? Who? Yeah. DJ Tanner? Yeah. She's she... one with the Lord. She can't yeah, be that's terrible, what I'm right? Saying. No, like, yeah. yeah, I think she like maybe has gone overboard. Oh, well, shoot. Well, I heard that she's not a super nice person, but I don't really. Know. Well, she was on Dancing with the Stars. Aren't you and... supposed to be nice if you're one with the Lord? Well, that's you're supposed. To, that's, I mean, that's, you're supposed. that's kind of like the whole idea. I mean, that's a whole another conversation. That's one of, kind of the. Just, uh, that's one portion. I think that's, <laughs> I think that's what the the basis is supposed to be for most of those uh, things. Most yeah. religions, I think, that's their main just be objective. Good. But then they get, you know, one bad apple, and then the whole tree wants to like destroy everything. <laughs> <laughs> so and you yeah. get judgy and all that stuff. Yep. Yep. So she's she's may, maybe she's a judgy person. I don't know. What is her performance like on Fuller House? Very churchy. <laughs> <laughs> it's very churchy. She makes like one little sexual joke, I think. And I was like, I'm surprised she let that happen in the script. Because oh. I just remember the Dancing with the Stars thing. She was like not going to wear like certain outfits just because she, she doesn't do want to. S- yeah, she was like, both of them, her and Stephanie, Stephanie Tanner. They all danced with the stars. <laughs> they all danced. They all did it. Yep. Wow. And while Bob Saget was telling the filthiest of jokes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. yeah. They were out there doing he was telling They're the They're all filthiest. in it, too. Like, they all, like, make yeah, I, I tried, frequent cameos. I tried to watch We're the, geeking uh, out over Fuller House right that's now. That's fine. <laughs> I tried to watch the pilot of the Fuller House, it's the bad. first episode, and I it's couldn't. Bad. I was just like, <laughs> I wanted to like it for nostalgia reasons. 
I couldn't do it. No, they kind of. It's because we're not eight. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's true. I mean, some things hold up and some things don't. Now, yeah. and I'm watching the Fuller House, so it's <laughs> it's for the older kid in you. <laughs> Whatever. I'm watching what Girl that. Girl Meets World too. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Trying, trying to revive that gem. Uh, anyway. Jonathan. No, wait, wrong person. Who is Ryder Strong? Yeah, Ryder, Ryder Strong. Strong. What a name. And uh, Danielle Fischel. She was Topanga. Oh, Topanga. Yeah. Topanga. Topanga, man. Every little boy's wet dream. Some adult boys. <laughs> Some adult boys. <laughs> probably. I was just thinking of how old we were back then. <laughs> we were of, I don't know. We were of. Maybe we were like 13, Same age, 14. probably yeah. when that show was kicking it. Yep. Yeah. On uh, TGIF. Thank God it's Friday. Like yeah, the whole step by step. Yeah. The Winslows. Family Matters. Oh, yeah. Was the Winslows. Yep. Step by step. Yeah. Um, Got any cheese? <laughs> <laughs> there was this guy. Steve Urkel, man. <laughs> He's a legend. There's weed named after him. You know, Purple Urkel. <laughs> He's a legend. Carl wow. Winslow. He had that walk. Drop knowledge. Carl Winslow. What I love is that Carl Winslow also played a cop in Die Hard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. And I'm like, man, they were all messing with Carl Winslow. He will mess you up, man. <laughs> Carl will fuck you up. Yeah, oh, dude. God. And he drove a limo in Crocodile Dundee. Don't ask me why. Wow. I know all these things. I just do. Well, right. I don't retain anything else but movie crap, like <laughs> cameos of Carl Winslow. I don't even know his real name, but he's Carl Winslow to me. I just love that. Like you were watching Fuller House, and like the last time I talked to you about something, you were like binge watching. It was just like drug skin, like just crazy drug shit. No, oh, of course, yeah. Like Sons all of, of Anarchy. The, I was probably. watching Sons of. I've watched Sons of Anarchy now, like front to back, <gasps> like, at least twice. Oh, jeez, at least twice. Front yeah, it's been twice. May maybe a third time, <laughs> <laughs> just for Peg. Peg Bundy's in that. Yeah, I. It's, What's her name? Uh, Kate. It. Kate. Yep. Kate Siegel. Katie Seagal. Katie Seagal. Siegel. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I don't. Know. Peg Bundy. Peg, Peg Bundy. Bundy. No man. Always. Man, I tell you, she's anyway, insane yeah. in that show. <laughs> don't don't unleash any spoilers. I, I don't give any spoilers of the show. That, <laughs> I haven't seen that aired from like two thousand and six to whenever. Um. The record, though. The record site. Seven year Seven year Great record. Great record. Great job. Great record. I have enjoyed. I have enjoyed very much. Lots of lots of tunes that stand out. Um, yeah, dude. Your your songwriting is just just seems to be elevating your game. Like I remember when I saw I saw you guys play "Love Don't Live Here Anymore." Mm-hmm. over at street mm-hmm. pub like mm-hmm. a couple months ago and i was just that was the first time i ever heard it i was just like oh fuck man like this is the <laughs> jam like one of the one of the people that we we talked about last time you were on the show was jason jason isbell mm-hmm. and like that that's just like one of those super heart-wrenching songs like that it like reminds me of that i was just like oh man just raising the bar trying to yeah that is a good song yeah is that is that like one of those things when you write a song like that is it is it kind of shape 
the next songs you write as far as yeah. wanting to hit a certain level? They definitely, I think anybody who writes, everybody who writes songs, in my opinion, I, I, would, I would assume that they kind of, you write one song and you're like, okay, yeah, that, I, I, that's a good, like you feel like that's a good song, you know? Um, yeah, and, and something like that definitely sets a bar for like, you can write, I mean, I've definitely, I'll write songs and just be like, okay. Not like the throwaways, but you're like, well, that's a different kind of song, so it's not so serious. Like, if it's a goofy song or like a, uh, anything like that. But I feel like for, uh, yeah, Love Don't Live Here Anymore, like, uh, for me personally, it made me open up another, like an- another thing inside of myself to be like, oh, okay, there's there's more tools in the sh- in the shed you know to kind of work with or to think about or to see or whatever like um i've definitely been fleshing out tunes and they all kind of seem to be going more in that direction but it also it helps like set, like listening to a lot of other like songwriters that you really really they help they help push you in that direction i think you just imagery and like how people use words or like i mean i listen to songs on this record that sarah wrote that i'm like man Okay, how do you? How did you do that? I'm so glad that you wrote that and that we're in a group together. <laughs> That's uh, how I feel. Playing on the same team. <laughs> yeah, I think it's good. I mean, it's not like it's a like a pompous thing, but like when you love your own songs, I mean, there's songs that I'm like, God, really? I why is that even a thing <laughs> or whatever? But um, yeah, I just think that we had such a great time. I think that's why we've never uh, done like a PR push or official release type of stuff on an album or um, I think the first step for us was being like, okay, let's start playing and writing songs and then going to studios and recording and then playing out a lot. And then the next step was, okay, we're like matching our day job with as much time as we're putting into like a studio and like playing shows and then we were like, something's, one has to, something's got to happen. Either we dial it back on music or just keep going with that and dial back. The <laughs> <work>. job. <laughs> the job. And we quit our jobs. Uh, we quit our jobs and that was that step. And then we thought like, okay, well, that's what you do, right? That's what you really give like a stab at what you're trying to do. But that's like not even the case. I mean, there's plenty of people who don't do that route and get a bunch of success or whatever. But um but it kind of pushed us in a situation and then we moved out here to be in a little bit of a different environment, uh, to be around different types of people. And then I think the next step was just like, okay, this album, we were like, like Sarah was saying, we had the best time of our life, like play recording this and then being more involved with most of the instrumentation and like just really being there for a lot longer than the lonely road EP. That was just within days. This was a couple of weeks. And then, um, yeah, just, push the we are really excited because we really believe not that we haven't believed in stuff before but now it's like oh yeah i think there's these songs are so good and there's all this stuff going on and like the relationship and that you can tell like the time that we had making it is in there you know even if it's not all (laughs) sunshine and rainbow for songs like the songs might not be happy for sure but you can tell that all everything was the 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 recipe was right for this album. Kind of a collection of tunes, like worthy of of trying to do like a proper pre- like yeah. push yeah. for like let's for press really give and this PR and stuff. This like is that. our baby, and it's not like 
oh, well, we're just out in the middle of nowhere. Just throw it out in the woods and see what happens. It's like, yeah. no, we really, let's put our baby in private school. Let's put our baby, <laughs> let's do all of these things to give it a fighting chance for success, you know? Yeah. Um, like one thing I'm curious, you guys have been doing this like together for a long time and it seems to work really well. Like what do you, what do you identify as the dynamic that makes it work so well between the two of you? I still, I still remember the very first time that Sarah and I ever sang together. It was in her office after hours to rehearse for like this uh for open mic for open mic and then um <laughs> i just feel I, I don't know it's hard to explain i think because i mean i believe you know i just f i feel like things happen for a reason and our story is actually a pretty it's an amazing one in my opinion i think it's super cool the way that things just kind of fleshed out miraculously in that sense like we did very little to push them in the direction of us actually becoming uh what we are together. Um, but I just feel like everything happens for a reason. And it's just, we didn't spend a whole lot of time singing by ourselves or with other people. And so we've every, every bit of growth that we've had, it's been together. So that's why it just keeps getting tighter together. I think. Yeah. We could barely play guitar and sing at the same time when we started to try to like <laughs> mess around with songs together. And so we've just kind of like grown up, I guess, together and we only really know each other that way you know like like I like he was saying I, I wasn't singing in other bands prior to Pretty Gritty and he wasn't singing in other bands prior to Pretty Gritty so there's that you know and then um just like we I guess when you spend a lot of time with someone obviously there's like normal like family type dramas that you might have or whatever but it, it's like this what we do together never feels old, never feels stale, never like it's, you know, like there are some gigs that might get old or there are like, um, there might be a certain period in our lives where we're feeling like, um, I don't know, like, uh, just not on top of our game or like want something more or whatever, but whatever we're doing together, whenever we come up with new songs, whenever we like start, you know, practicing new things again it's like this whole magical experience that yeah. happens all over again but each time it happens it's even better than the the last time that it happened and so like i don't know neither one of us are like like sick of the or, you know it's like i can't foresee a future with without him in it and without pretty gritty or you know we're gonna high five Aww, now. <laughs> that was adorable that was amazing we just, we just did what like a, a magic hand moment <laughs> Sorry, folks. I mean, you guys obviously <laughs> must like love spending time with one another. You live together. Yeah. You know? A friend of mine recently was like, "Oh, you guys live together? How are you? How are y'all just not at each other's throats?" And she's a fellow singer in town. Uh, and well, one is you know Sarah dates. Her, Sarah's boyfriend's at the end of our building, so it's yeah. Like, so sometimes I'm I'll we have be a gone. lot of breaks with each other too. A lot of people <laughs> think, well, they they see our like our maybe our online presence or yeah. uh, calendar and stuff like that. So they're like, okay, you're constantly playing shows together. Yeah. And then they probably just assume for that we <laughs> that we practice all the time moment. together too. Yeah. And it's like, but we don't really 
we practice now because we're doing like this new album and we're doing a big full band rehearsal stuff but uh so there's breaks there and we yeah. i think we just also know when to read each other i mean it's it hasn't been sunshine and rainbows for seven plus to eight yeah. years every day yeah. i would imagine just like, like with like, just with any i'm just waiting for the behind the music to come out and i'm telling all <laughs> but um there's like you know we've we've gone through a lot too uh individually while being in this duo mm-hmm. together right and with each As, other yeah. and like towards each other. And then all, I mean, there's been a lot of things and I think because we're still here, we're yeah. just, we're like ironclad that way. It was like, we're just shaking off all the, we're, we're shaking off nuclear warfare off our bodies. We're like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. We've I been mean, through a lot and we've also had like great moments to just keep pushing stuff like that. Right. And I, and I feel like we're, we're still on like on this, like, uphill thing that we're doing yeah we're still on an incline at this point which is great to be yeah it feels good and if it ever stops feeling good i guess you know that that's when you will reevaluate reevaluate yeah exactly (laughs) but but it seems like the right thing like like in our hearts and in our minds you know it would be really stupid to be like you know what i'm tired of this let's just you know we just put out this new album i kind of want to quit <laughs> you know like yeah, yeah. for sure <laughs> i mean it's just like i don't know i'm sure, I'm sure and every day is different i mean there are like sarah said there's times where you're just kind of like things like there's a weight or you're yeah. like financially you're thinking about like man yeah. what that's like the biggest uh, cloud is or the biggest sort of like looming thing is finances the uncertainty yeah it's like it's like sometimes things are going pretty well and we can like stay on top of stuff it we're but we never feel like 100 percent secure yeah but i'll feel comfortable like a week here and there and be like right i could go out i could go have a couple um (laughs) beverages tonight yeah and not feel guilty about spending the money i shouldn't have done that (laughs) I would be totally okay after this gas bill, but I went out like too many times last month. Like I went out four times, so whatever. But like if we're not doing it, obviously for money, we're doing, I mean, we have to make a living, Yeah. but we're yeah. doing it because we love it and we want to give it all we can give it. So it's just yeah. kind of the give and take at this point of being sort of that lower to middle class musician <laughs> where like you're yeah. making enough money to get by but you have to like be careful but just like hopefully my at tooth least doesn't you break. don't have a day like a day job where you yeah can, and you can yeah. focus your your energy into trying to figure out how to and also be just better and to be able to have the ability to if you have to get up and go or do this or that like i feel like that's a big part of trying to play as i mean just to do the whole full-time musician thing you know it's like you don't have to worry about well I'm going to get fired if I, this is like the fourth time I've said I can't come in because I've got like this really good opportunity or something. Right. Eventually somebody's going to be like, well, I get it, but we're, this is our business that right. we're running smoothly and we can't, you're not a reliable employee kind of exactly. vibe. Uh, and we've been there. We've been scolded by employers because oh, of music getting in the time. way for as long as I can remember. But uh, yeah. But yeah. on a side note for the whole, like, I wanted to say that I feel for me personally, uh, after this, after we've been pushing this uh, album, and we're getting ready for uh, the CD release show, he's quitting the band. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, this no. is yeah, when he was going to tell you, Sarah. Uh, quite, quite, <laughs> shit. quite the uh, I'm going to just... on the air. I want to record everything. <laughs> but, um, I was going to say that I've 
for the last like few weeks i've been like falling back in love with being in pretty gritty like it happens it goes through like a cycle where it's like mm-hmm. yay and then you're comfortable and then it's kind of like in a relationship where you're like you take the other person for granted a little bit and then all of a sudden you go oh and then you fall back and, and then it's the honeymoon phase and just keep right. to me that's what's happening right now i'm like we're like all excited to rehearse and we're stripping it down, practicing how we used to practice with like yeah. nothing going on except for just voices and like a couple instruments or whatever and gearing up for this uh, full band thing, you know, this month. So yeah, I've been just, I've been personally like super excited no, on cloud nine. Loving the rehearsals. You <laughs> kind of, you kind of get in like a rut, like, like you play. And I will say this, you mentioned the Beatles thing earlier. So the Beatles, they played back to 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 back shows. That's why they were that was amazing the and why they got popular musicians. and why they have because they worked their asses off. Anyways, because so, they didn't have a website and they didn't have a website. <laughs> That's why it's because they didn't have website. a website. <laughs> they needed to be there in the moment. Yep. Um, but so we'll get in situations where we're playing a lot of shows. And this is going to sound terrible. First of all, like everyone out there probably thinks we're terrible because we don't constantly write and we don't practice our scales. (laughs) We're the worst musicians What do you guys do? Do you do anything? Um, But uh, so we... um, Great example for the youth. I know. No, practice your scales. Be better than us. You don't need math. (laughs) You don't need practice. Or a website. Or a website. website. All right, I've overused that one. People are going to get sick of that. All right, we got to move on. You do need a website. Um, <laughs> but, uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah. We'll play back to back to back shows. And then we get into a rut where we're playing like, you know, the, like, we're like really comfortable with the sets that we're playing in the order that we're playing it in and we can just like pull it out. So, and then it just kind of becomes like a, instead of becoming like the exciting thing that you're doing that evening, it just becomes like a, um, what am I trying to say? Just autopilot. Right. And then that's when I guess it can kind of feel a little like level off. No surprises. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, um, but then that's when, you know, you introduce another song or pull out an old, some old material that we haven't touched in a long time. Or like, like Blaine was saying, we're gearing up for this CD release party. So, um, we're like really trying to sound as tight as possible. Um, and then, tomorrow is going to be with the full band first time first rehearsal tomorrow with so, a, and the first time we so played that's with exciting. a full band in like eight years yeah <laughs> we tried that once and it was and it was on the fly it was, yeah it was on the fly but um and it was that you know it is probably part of the reason why we decided that we wanted to keep it a duo <laughs> yeah. it was it was For fun sure. and they were great musicians yeah. but it was a lot but to gel together so like yeah it takes time to gel mm. yeah and, so and just logistically and certain players oh God, to be yeah. financially yeah. stable to be able to go out and do totally. this on the road that's what yeah totally. numerous weeks at a time and I, i've definitely said that I've, uh, we all have a mutual friend who've uh I remember him bringing out like a full band or whatever, and like up to a, almost like gonna be a six piece. And I was like, you know what you call a six piece band? He was like, what? I was like, broke. <laughs> yeah, like, for sure, man. But I mean, if that's what you, if that's your vision and you want it, that's that's one thing. Yeah. But oh, it's great that you don't guys talk can. about money. If yeah. like you're dragging, not that you. Know, I mean, I don't know. That's just how we've. It also just works for us. Yeah. And yeah. We've started adding things. Rather than players, we just add our feet and other instruments. <laughs> so well, it's like, the like super engaging part of your show too. Mm. Is that there? Both of you play a lot of different things, like 
Sarah's always on the stomp box usually. <laughs> mm-hmm. And sometimes there's a drum kit mm-hmm. and both of you play it, mm-hmm. which is awesome. It's fun to watch watch you guys kind of <laughs> trade off on that. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. I, I think that just gives more people more reason to attach to what you're doing mm-hmm. just because from a musician standpoint. Right. It's like, oh, this isn't some one one trick pony where both of you guys just play guitars and shit. Right, right, right. Sing yeah, pretty yeah, songs. It's that. like Sarah shreds on the banjo. <laughs> that shit's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> and those are all things that like we've once again we've all like we've both kind of grown into playing those other things in this group. So like, yeah, we gel together that way. We got kind of drunk in Alaska, and we both just started banging on like percussion together, like after the show and at this house party thing, and. I had like a blast just like oh, it was awesome. beating on a djembe and she was playing the cajon and we were like, we, and then of course, you know, like when you're all like drunk doing it, it was like drum circle stuff. It's amazing. It's the best thing we've ever yeah. done. And then the next day I was like, we should totally start like a drum circle too. Meanwhile, I was like throwing up every two hours that day. She threw up during our set break. She's the most rock and roll person in this group. That's for sure. Oh God. Sarah is punk rock for Sarah. <laughs> After that happened, I was like, you are now... <laughs> like Sid Vicious, Sarah. Wall. Oh my god! I mean, you guys both started playing in like metal bands before this yeah. all happened, yeah. right? This is true. It's just the, just the roots, the shadow, <laughs> shadow out. people yeah. coming back. You can take the metal, the girl out, the metal out, of, the girl out of the metal, but you can't take the metal out of the girl. That's right. That's right. Or something. I don't know. Yep. You can't do something with something that was said. Yeah. And you can't take Bob Saget out of the house and still have a full house. <laughs> <laughs> a callback <laughs> i love that <laughs> we should watch one episode of that after doing this episode i think we should yeah. leave it on wow <laughs> bo- yes. this will that'll be the bonus episode like the bonus to this episode commentary. is commentary on full house scene episode. by scene fuck yeah dude we'll let the people know if it happens yeah um right. yeah i'm excited to see the full band show though on the I'll probably say it in the intro too, but it's on it's on March 29th. Yes, over there at the the mission. The mission. Yeah, mission theater. theater. I haven't been in the mission theater yet. It'll it's be my cool first spot. time. It's a sweet little spot. <clears throat> Good lineup too. Fox and Bones. Yep. Mm-hmm. We love and, them. And uh, those Willows. Yeah. yeah. Also rad. Hell yeah. And I'm super pumped to like obviously Brian Brian Dost is yep. playing, mm-hmm. and you got Mark Powers on drums. Powers. Yep. I'm Evan. stoked to see those guys, but. Evan. Evan Knapp. Evan on the bass. Yeah. I'm gonna make Evan smile right now. <laughs> Hell yeah. I always tell him I always try to like talk to him if I if I talk about Evan, try to like be like Evan's listening right now. Smile, <laughs> smile. <laughs> but uh it's cool that you invited Evan along to to join like the full band experience because yeah. he a is good a good dude and he's a, he's a real fucking good bass player. Bass player. Yeah. yeah, he's good. He's hot like Yeah, it's just it's really cool to put We've lived in this town for a while, but to just like kind of pick and choose and put some stuff together. There's amazing players in this town. There's so many good players. Are you listening, good, Evan? Yeah. There's so listening? many good players in this town. But you know, like some things just, you know, will fit. Or you just we should go with that or this approach or that approach or who's available. But definitely um we kind of just pick these cats to get together to play. Cause I think it would be fun just to play with them and then to hear what everybody sounds like together too. Yeah. Cause I really don't think now that I'm thinking about it, none of these players have all played together. Like in all in one. Yeah, that's that, true. To my knowledge. I don't think so. They've all played with a bunch of people, but they haven't all played together. <laughs> yeah. 
the person we played with the most is Brian. Brian's kind mm-hmm. of like a, he's almost like a silent third member. He is. You know, because every time he plays, it's, I mean, that's, we've played with a lot of friends and a lot of great musicians back home too. And mm-hmm. there's like a couple of people that we really just, when we've played with them for the first time, it's it magical. was like, oh, where right have you away. been yeah. this whole time? And See, that was our friend Brandon that played mandolin on this album. Mm-hmm. Um, another friend of ours, Eddie Dickerson, who's an amazing fiddle, fiddle player. player. And, uh, I mean, they all play a bunch of other instruments, too, and both sing. And then Brian Das, like, yeah. he just showed up, did his, did his homework, and he was like, all right, yeah, I'm, I got that one. Let's play that song. And we're like, okay. And you play through, and you're like, I really did not hear. And that was, why isn't <laughs> that the way the song is? Yeah. Like, you're like, whoa. Hence why he actually played on the yes. played on, this on the record. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome to like have another person that you can trust their ear. Totally. Yeah. And what they do. He's definitely for your one songs. of those people. He's great. Um, as far as making the record, because you guys are playing mostly as a duo, mm-hmm. do you is that considered when the like the amount of production is going into each song? Is that a consideration to you guys of like, oh, what can we reproduce, just the two of us? I feel like or it's always, p- sorry. No, no, go ahead. I feel like it's always the intent. In the beginning, we were like, yeah, and then we always end up adding more yeah. stuff. But I, we've definitely take we take that in consideration a little bit more and more now. I think this album, like, there are certain songs. It's like we've stripped it down. Like we only added like minimal percussion type stuff because. We're not up there like flimity flamity flamity flam with yeah. a gigantic drum set, right? Stuff like that, but right, like it was really cool because we we were able to do all the percussion on the album, um, and close or at to least how like we would do most it of it, and, yeah. Live, and then so it's not as hard to sort of recreate vibes live. Of course, we can't recreate like it's fully you know there's a full band sound on every song, yeah, but um. But it's not like such a far, um, so far removed from what we're doing, you know, it's just, I don't know, it's like, think about, I just, when I listen to an album or whatever, I really enjoy hearing like the full thing. It's like, like you were saying, like visually, we have a drum set up there, we have foot percussion, we have different instruments that we're passing off and, you know, it's really fun to watch, um, or I would imagine that because we're moving around so much, it's just not typical. But then when you pop a CD in, I guess people don't do that anymore. When you're listening to an uh, MP3 or whatever, um, like it's, you don't have all those visuals. So like, I think it's, I, I love that we have like fully produced sounding albums because um, it just sort of fills in the, the cracks or it like what we're, the vibe that we're creating live is just on steroids now or something, you know? <laughs> no, it's cool. And I don't know. I feel like it gives people a different experience too. Yeah. And the right. songs, like I've definitely heard a couple of these songs that are on the new record and how you guys play them live. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like anything's missing. Right. Or, cool. You know, it's well, just like, oh, this is the live version. Yeah. Right, 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 right. And there's still enough engaging stuff going on that cool. like it's totally awesome still so well thanks awesome. man yeah that, that makes us feel it. good yeah, because you never know you, <laughs> i just like watching you guys play music together it's fun like i think you guys play incredibly well together 
and it just kind of seems like second nature and you know exactly where each other's at the whole time. <laughs> we make like one really good player. Like, cause was it uh, Rob Dave Zach said <laughs> a friend of ours in Virginia yeah. was like, yeah, you know, like individually, you guys play okay. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like basically, like, you're all right, uh, instrument players and singers, but you're, what your you small do- percentages together make a full, right? Like make a whole, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's very true. Not that like the it's not like uh, the further we drift apart from each other, we like start to decompose and like, you know, like <laughs> no, it just can't seems carry like it's anything getting... or play anything. But but um, I wonder if that that might be because we had to like learn together, you know? Like like some sometimes in bands, like one of the biggest problems is people knowing their role. And staying in that role but with us it's like yeah we have we both have a lot of roles but since we learned how to gel together while we were learning basically how to play and sing anyway like maybe we developed these roles nobody had to dole them out but we just like developed these roles and we're really good in our role in this thing you know what i mean like yeah no one's overstepping no one's not that we really could, I guess, because we're both pretty like equal in everything that we like cr- create creatively and stuff like that. There's no like boss, I guess. Yeah, it's you just, just like been figuring it out as right. you go, kind of thing. And but I guess we are kind of just like one thing. I don't know. I don't know if you if that made any sense to anybody we're out like there. One thing, <laughs> man. No, I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah, man. We're like the thing. We like stuff. stuff. But no, I re- I don't know. Like, do you ever? <laughs> do e- do either of you ever play in front of people? Solo? That's the funny thing. So rarely, because I remember asking. <laughs> I I mentioned this the first time you were on the podcast. You were hanging out at that open mic, the rock bottom one, mm-hmm. and I never even knew you played music because, like, you just didn't. I don't know. You never brought a song like tried to sign up or anything like right, that. Right, right. And you even said in that that the, like that type of shit like scares you. Sometimes like, it does. I've done like. I like I like getting out more now to like do the open mic thing a little here and there, um, like the one over at the Furkin that Vega. I don't know if she's still running it, but used to go over there and do an open mic over there and like just the nice frequent ones that I have friends that are running it or I know that it's a lot of people that are gonna a lot of people that are gonna be there are people that I know and it's fun and be like okay I'll get up there and like but I do tend to be like well. What do I play? And then it's like, well, that was weird. I didn't hear Sarah singing, or <laughs> I'm, I'm imagine it's the same for her. But there's been, yeah. I've literally played two solo shows in eight years, and both of them were because Sarah was really sick, <laughs> and so it was like, yeah. and when they were already like booked or whatever, but um, and those were like nerve wracking. I mean, I guess it'd be good to like kind of see how you stand on your own two feet, just to kind of keep yourself. Right. With that confidence just, and to be able to play. And then it probably just would enhance us even more yeah. when we play together. Right. Well, yeah. I'm sure it just also like just continues to make sense. Like, oh, this is cool, but it's not the same without right. the other. It's that's yeah. very true. It's just yeah. when you think like you're like, okay, I want to I want to run home back to where <laughs> I know it's safe. It's scary out here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right on. Um, yeah. You guys are still like that band. Whenever I can show up, like I will, you know, it's like, it's like I love when you guys are playing a show and I can show up because because you get you're not always in town. Right. So that's very cool. So it's like, all right, sweet opportunity to go do so. But yeah, the new record's dope. And I'm just super thankful that I've had the opportunity to like get to know you guys 
Oh, man. Like, pretty well over the last I year and a half. So, like, I have much love for the both of you. and We feel the same likewise. way about you. Pretty gritty as a whole, but both of you as individuals are, are just like very easy to show love for. Oh, sweet. Aww. So Thanks, We feel man. the same way. We yeah. love what you're doing. Appreciate it. And I appreciate that's you. why I'm always saying your name like 15 times, or 20 <laughs> it's times. So funny within dude. a set, at least when you come, when you if I see you out there, Dan Cable, it's like yo, that's it's, your, Dan Cable, no, no, no. it's pretty gritty. This is pretty gritty on stage playing music. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. I just love that. I just love that you do it now because you just know that it makes me like slightly uncomfortable. Yeah, not in a, not in a terrible way, but I just like I don't know. It's just it's just a super like, funny yep, thing. It's just hilarious. The those there's been those couple times where you'll say it like after every song. Yeah. Like for <laughs> Dan a few Cable. songs. It's like, and then at the very end of the set, and you're just like, and of course, Dan Cable. Don't forget about <laughs> Dan Cable. <laughs> Super sweet. It's beautiful. Um the website and everything, I'll put in the notes. Cool. Okay. But it's uh prettygrittymusic.com. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the record's gonna be on the iTunes and the Spotify's and all that jazz, all that good stuff. Oh yeah. On the twenty, on the thirtieth. The thirtieth official when it's release date. Yeah. But people should come out in Portland to the Mission, Mission Theater, Theater on the twenty ninth. Yeah, that's going to be a cool lineup, and uh, I think that'll be cool for anybody that's only ever seen you play as a duo to see you. Yeah, with a, a fuller and lineup and kind of shifting. It's going to be an interesting show. It's going to yeah. be a lot of fun. We've got a lot of. Uh, cool tricks things that are going to oh, happen. Oh, you got some tricks up your sleeve there? We got there? some tricks up the sleeves <laughs> involving both the other bands as well, Fox Ow. and Bones and Those Willows. We're going to yeah. do some intertwining of groups and then uh, we're going to do some cool stuff for Sarah, for the Pretty Gritty set and like strip it back down to old school and then and then just the way that we do things and then build it back up with the full band again. So Awesome. Yeah. Well, y'all are just real wonderful hosts. Happy to be in your home. You can have bratwurst Aww. anytime here. I'm staying for breakfast. Actually. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. We're going to yes. watch Polar House all <laughs> so we're night. We're going to binge. And then we're going to binge. We're going to drink decaf. Yeah. And I we're like going to eat bacon. Do you have a sanko? My weak mind can't handle any like <laughs> real caffeine from coffee now. I just no. like act like a fucking spaz. <laughs> um, for the second time in program history, you guys have to say it's a program mm-hmm. so we can... Yep. I've been waiting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, go ahead. This is your this is your time. One, two, three. It's, it's a, a program. program. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty gritty, everybody. Blaine and Sarah. Uh, we're gonna play it out with a, a jam we talked a little bit about before. And there's a wonderful video for this. Yeah. That that people should check out and, and share it if you it dig out. it. It uh, stars mutual friend and singer songwriter. Larissa Larry Bird's Bird. Eye. Yeah, Bird's Larry eye. Bird. Uh, word on the street, there's a possible cover band. Maybe. It's going to happen. Uh, it has to happen. For Larissa. Larry Bird. Um, yeah, this is uh, this is pretty gritty, everybody. This is Love Don't Live Here Anymore. Check out the new record and uh, come check out one of their shows. That's the Jelly Jam. And we will catch you on the flip side, Portland. There's a sign outside says for sale or rent Swinging behind a picket fence that surrounds this home With a broken heart I hope you didn't come too far Cause love don't live here anymore I can't recall the time or place but I remember the warm embrace as it left me here 
these cold walls Yeah, it's sinking in by now Love don't live here anymore I miss that feeling Of two hearts beating in perfect time I'll tell you once more Yeah, I'll get over it somehow But for now Love don't live here anymore It's a program. program.